everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Mini Games Podcast, the worst podcast ever on the internet. I am your host, Mike. Uh, as usual, we have our co-host, Keith. I'm currently holding a t-shirt that has been touched by our special guest. And yeah, I'd rather just throw it away. Never mind. I'm not going to go anymore with that. And after hearing that wonderful spouting of useless information, I am honored to introduce our special guest today, hailing formerly from Denver, Colorado, now currently from Las Vegas, Nevada, Chris, quotation, immunity, close quotation, mounts. Wow, you get two last names. (laughs) That's pretty sick. Fuck Keith, first and foremost. I want that to be the first thing I'm being documented saying because he is truly the worst. That's two in a row. I think we got something going here. We have a recurring (laughs) segment here now on the Minigames podcast, the uh, Fuck Keith Minute. And I feel like I need to um, just start like a like one of those petitions to send to the White House to get Keith off the show. I've already got two signatures, three, because Michael secretly sign it. That's not a secret. Oh, perfect. I'll I'll, I'll openly sign <laughs> it. All Dan needs to do is retweet it once, and it's already going to go through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dan can we tweet it that. to the White House. <laughs> Love you, Dan. Well, unfortunately, we don't have the star power that is Dan here, but we are whoa, going to have whoa. as a result. So I'm on episode number two, and I'm second best? I don't know, man. If you want to let me finish my sentence. I don't know. I, saying we don't, I was going to say we don't have the star power of Dan on here today, but we do have someone that's infinitely more interesting to talk to. That's fair. I'll give you that. Uh, so before we get going a little bit, Chris, why don't you tell uh, the magical realm of the internet a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Chris, in case you haven't gathered that yet. Uh, Amazing. Hi, Chris. <laughs> uh, I run a small company that does shirts that everybody mistakes for Dan's band shirts. Uh, check that out at shopimmunity.com. If you want people to think that you're wearing a real friend shirt, that's a good place to go. Uh, you're not you're not selling your brand very well, man. It's like, well, what do you think it is? It's really not. I mean, let's you know, we could cut the bullshit here. This isn't sixty minutes. I don't have to lie to anybody. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I take photos. I've been doing a lot of photo and video work, uh, which is cool. It's a good way to keep my time. And then I've also been staying up way too late, playing way too many bad video games. Isn't that what we're all here for, really? Just no, staying I'm, up late, I'm here playing to play god-awful video games. video games. Give me some good video games, please. Those aren't real. That's, That's false, a myth. because you guys talked about one of the best video games of all time last week. So, um, No, we didn't. You're going to have to refresh my memory That's on that. Breath of the Wild? Give me a god. Breath of the Wild! <laughs> Whoa! Was that? I mean, are you telling me that that's a hefty claim and that you do not agree with it? No, I think I'm I think telling that you that it's fucking definitely been more than a week since we talked about that, so still incorrect. You know what I mean, though. Like last time, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> well, considering that this podcast is definitely known for our great segues, uh, we're gonna get right into it. Hello. Let's talk about 
what we've been doing since the last podcast, or this, or in Chris's case, what he's just been doing in general for the past two weeks. We'll start with you because you're the magical special guest. Oh, this today. is the yeah. worst. I was hoping that somebody else would go so I knew what kind of format I was following. I feel like um, okay, I, fuck, okay, I feel fuck, like fuck, you, fuck you then. I feel like you did the most out of all of us too. Uh, okay, okay then. I mean, I'll go. Well, you know what? No, you 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 forfeited. You're you're going first. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Go, Keith. Keith, say say fucking something. Save this man's position on this podcast. So I did a whole lot of nothing. Um, I fucking incredible. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I did beat Zelda. Um, I finally made Calamity Gavin my bitch. Um, but okay, not really a spoiler, Chris. There's no end like new game plus. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. There's no new game plus. So literally after you beat it. You're gonna have to just restart from the load point right there and just do all the extra stuff from there. Um, so I just kind of been fiddling around Hyrule. I am now a homeowner. Um, I'm a mayor. Enough. I'm a mayor actually as well. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? So I'm a dank meme creator. A mayor now. So you stopped playing Breath of the Wild and started playing New Leaf Animal Crossing. Okay, good to know. No, more like Sim City. Very much. <laughs> um, I actually did reinstall the Sim City that started out as a train wreck. Uh, let's see what else I do. A lot of nothing. Work was slow. Life was slow. That's pretty cool. I kind of like it like that. What about you, Chris? What have you been doing in uh, in terms of video game stuff? In- Just more Breath of the Wild for you too. Uh, so. I the launch weekend I was actually in California and I was calling Target every single morning to see if they got any within like a 50 mile radius of where I was they didn't so I I, I struggled (laughs) Uh, but the first day I got back I woke up and something was like you should check Target and I called and I had to drive like 30 minutes there and back to get it but i got the switch i got the red and blue joy cons like i wanted um so yeah i've been doing a lot of that i played that snipper clipper scissor sisters snipper scissors scissor i don't sisters. know <laughs> i think that's wow. a bad this that's is, why this, that's this the- is this is getting worse and worse <laughs> yeah. as it keeps going uh, wow. I, played, I played that demo and i was actually very surprised at like how fun it was Um, so that made me feel really good about like the possibility of really fun party games on the Wii or more like the Wii, but better. I got the one, two switch, which is pretty fun, but it's really weird because you're, they're using real people in all the demo videos. I don't want to look at these fucking dorks. Let me figure it out and we'll just go from there. Just use the Mies or something like that. Yeah, put the Mies back in. I don't want to look at these weird people. I don't know who this person is. I have no connection to this person. Throw my throw my me up there and let me see him doing it, and that'll show me what's up. So, just been playing. I'm glad that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm glad that you brought you brought up snipper clips because I since you you're since you're gonna have more experience on this than I am, obviously. Yeah. But how does the uh, the Joy-Con feel? in your hands when it's like turned like sideways when you're using the individual one as opposed to using it like as a, c- a controller it just it feels like a small controller i mean it there it doesn't it sits comfortably um i'm able to use it without any real problems the, the weird thing is that where you normally slide slide the joycon in to either the controller or the system there's those two like bumper buttons on there and that gets a little you you have to get a little used to that just because of placing your fingers up there um it it seems a little weird at first but it 
it becomes second nature. I mean, anybody who's ever picked up a controller before is going to be like, oh, this is just a minor adjustment. I'm not an idiot. I know how to do this. Do you have big hands? I mean, not to brag, but all my (laughs) ex-girlfriends say that they're fairly average. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just have regular sized hands. I I don't think that I have particularly large hands yeah i'm wondering how like that would work out for someone that has like some fucking mitts you know like people whose like hands make up 30 percent of their body yeah i just want to picture like big show trying to play like that or Or every character i've ever built in like arc just has like these giant (laughs) hands that are like three feet out and you're like what are you really going to do with those things So besides uh, the Switch, I know that you're also a pretty mediocre Twitch streamer. Oh, what have you uh, been playing on the the Switch? The, the Switch? The Twitch? The Twitch. Um, yeah. I like to play Twitch games that are interactive. I think that it's more fun that way. Um, you know, move or die where it has Twitch integration. Uh, this game, Choice Chamber, which is a blast but also simultaneously the most frustrating game ever depending on how chat feels which is usually bad which yeah it was exactly which is usually bad um so i i'm really interested to see what the next six months of that looks like just because more and more of these independent games like if you don't come out with twitch integration like it's it's a dumb move it's almost signing a death wish at this point like yeah, I uh, recently backed this game on Kickstarter called um, the the fuck is this thing called uh, Shardbound. It's similar to like Hearthstone in that it's like card based. Okay, but there's also there's also like some real time strategy because like you play the cards, but when you do it, it puts like a unit onto a board that you can then move around at that point when you choose to attack something. It's kind of like like a Clash Royale kind of thing. <laughs> similar, it, like it's more. Of, it's like it's turn-based but it's kind of more like civilization when you move stuff around like that because it's on like a hex grid oh okay but um it's in pre-alpha right now but already in pre-alpha it has twitch integration on it yeah it's it's gonna be the next big movement it really needs to be just because twitch as a community has done so much for the gaming side of the community um that if if you don't make it so that your your people can get involved with it when you're streaming like most people are going to stop watching, you know, unless you're playing a strictly like PVP style game, all of for honor, all of like any of the 10,000 battle Royale games that are out right now. I think also the thing with like Twitch integration is that it's great as like a try before you buy kind of thing without actually, without actually having to try it. You can just watch how someone else is feeling about the game and then decide if you want to buy it from there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it also just adds that kind of unpredictability to where your gaming experience is never going to be the same. I've I played Choice Chamber every single time I stream and it's never the same level of frustrating. But still frustrating. I mean it's still on the frustrating scale. It's just never like only a two or only an eight. Like it it just varies consistently. It's just so, a different game every time. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, being able to approach a game and know like, oh, well, this experience is going to be so much different depending on who's in, who's in chat or who's watching right now. Or um, I, I was, I was playing and 
random people from that community, the choice chamber community will just start hosting me or they'll be like, Oh, okay, everybody go over to this room. And I've had it happen a couple of times. And then it just turns into this shit show in the best way. <laughs> so cool. But then there's just like things popping up on the screen and like it, it changes the way your enemies interact with you. Uh, it's just, it's wild. It's very cool. I, I'm really excited for more integration. Yeah, I like I like all that Twitch stuff. I mean, I don't stream often, and when I do try to stream, it's only like I don't really do like any of the interactive games because I think just personally, with the way my personality is, like I play a lot a lot of Dark Souls, and just with the things the game has already thrown at me, I get pretty fucking frustrated. <laughs> so I can I can imagine if like chat was throwing <laughs> shit at me, I would just, <laughs> yeah, I would just straight up never play that fucking game again. <laughs> Yeah, I played uh, one of those games once, and it didn't go well. So yeah, yeah same here. <laughs> so, so here's a here's a funny little story that me and uh, our good friend Dan like to give Chris a lot of shit for. So he played Bloodborne. Yeah, I put in like, like I put in like a solid like three and a half hours before <coughs> I found this out. By the way, and in. And in that three and a half hours, he never equipped a weapon. Not once. Didn't know how. Couldn't figure it out. I was unfamiliar with the franchise or any games like it. And I was like, oh, I'll get it. It's like 20 bucks, whatever. And played it for three and a half hours before I learned that you could equip a weapon. I thought I was like waiting to get past this part to go get a weapon. So I'll just there's that's that's my story for today. Thanks. Yeah, so, uh, so there's your the credibility experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think I have much of that. You can't take what there's none of. So that's fine. That's <laughs> uh, okay. First time I picked Dark Souls. Oh, we should have recorded that. I swear, that was the most frustrating moment of my life. Well, first off, I named my character Harry Balzania. Okay. And so, what else did we do? You just hear me from the room, just like like cussing my life away, and then Mike is just laughing on the computer, just like. Basically enjoying my pain, which he normally does, but this is on a whole other level. Yeah, just like from coming from someone who's beaten that game almost ten times at this point, just watching Keith struggle to do literally anything is was some of the most enjoyable shit I've ever seen. Which is probably why people like watching other people play Dark Souls, just because it's great watching someone who's who you're clearly better than just struggle immensely. Yeah, it's the worst. I have a hard time, you know, kind of speaking about Twitch because I I watch a lot of Twitch, but I don't watch a lot of people. Like I have a very small group of people that I watch and I tend to gravitate towards people that play things that I don't or won't play. Some people I know like will refuse to watch somebody if they're playing a certain game. Like this one person I watched like started streaming Breath of the Wild and I was like, nope, I'm out. Can't do it. I'm going to play this game. I don't want it to be spoiled for me. But if they're playing literally any other game, like he's going to start playing like Mass Effect tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, I'll watch that because I'm no interest. I have no interest in the Mass Effect universe. So... And it's also not a game that you're currently invested in. Right. Like you're already playing Breath of the Wild and you want that like raw experience yourself. You don't want anything to ruin that. Right. For and you. he he like did like the the typical thing where it's like, oh, new game came out. I'm gonna do these extra long streams and power through it. And I was just like, Well, now I have nothing to watch this weekend. Like I just <laughs> cannot there's nothing in my head that was like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go through it, go ahead and sit through this while I ruin it for myself. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up uh, Breath of the Wild because this leads us now into our famous segues. I'm going to talk about a little bit of news. It's sponsored by Segway. 
sponsored by the Segway. Isn't All that right. a band from Canada? Let's not up, let's Ethan? not uh, <laughs> let's let's not give our friend Ethan any more <laughs> fake internet cred that he needs. Thanks. Okay, already out of Tim Hortons. <laughs> probably where he's listening to this right now. Uh, shout out Ethan. I love the guy, but fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, segueing. Yeah, but like I was saying, uh, it came out recently that they found out you can't play another file in Breath of the Wild. Like if you start a new game, it overwrites. Yeah, which is completely like ass backwards to me. It seems because you've been able to have multiple files since like Link to the Past. Well, actually, even since the first Zelda, couldn't you? I think. But okay, you but answer me files. this then: How big were those games in comparison? <coughs> Maybe at the time it might be like scaled. I, I just, I don't. I guess I get it because I don't understand how it works. Like, and if they just think that that's something that's not going to be doable, like cool. Well, there's technically a way around it, though, which is the problem. Like, is you know how there's accounts on the Switch or whatever? Yeah. If you just make a new one, you can have a brand new save file for Breath of the Wild, and it won't overwrite your old one, which is like, why not just put that into the game? I mean, sure, it's a huge game for what it is now, but Ocarina of Time was like one of the biggest games ever made at that point, and you could have multiple saves on that. I don't know, man. We live in a wild new world. I don't understand this shit. A Breath of the Wild new world? That was a reach. I mean, I'll give that to you. Just know that it was a reach. Look, man, I'll take whatever I can get at this (laughs) point. Don't get cocky. Right. So I I guess I understand why it's frustrating, but I also, especially in those games, like if we go to like, let's talk about Fallout for a second. Like I, I didn't need multiple files in that. If I wanted to play it over, I would just play it over. So I don't know why you'd be running like two two files simultaneously anyways. <coughs> that doesn't make sense to me. If I'm going to yeah. put my time in, I'm going to put it in going towards a certain thing. And then if I wanted to switch it up, then I would do so accordingly. Or I would wait until I was finished there and start over. <coughs> yeah. yeah, Yeah, I get that. But like also... It just seems like something that games should have at this point. Like I was, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Horizon lately. Like I just beat that game, and even that, you can have multiple saves, and that's arguably a bigger game than uh, than Zelda. So it's just, I don't know. Sometimes the the shit, the shit that Nintendo does is just like completely wild to me. Sometimes. Yo, if Tasha's trying to play Breath of the Wild, like she can set up her own account. She's not touching mine. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's the only other reason I could think to run like two files next to each other. And well, I think I think Breath of the Wild is definitely a game that would benefit from having uh, a new game plus mode. And now it just seems like that's something they could never put in because of its ability to not be able to house multiple files. Yeah, that might honestly be the explanation for it right then and there, because. Even on Wind Waker, one of my favorite things was just getting the camera and taking pictures of everything with the color camera and getting all the statues. Like even something like that is like gave a whole new fulfillment to the game. And that's kind of what's bugging me more than you know the extra file. That might be because I'm the only one playing on my Switch. Yeah, I mean, if you're the only one playing, then it definitely makes more sense to not have like a multiple save. But like for me, like what if like let's say I want to do like I love doing bullshit in games sometimes like I like in Dark Souls. I like that I can have multiple files because I have my main game 
And then I have one where I can do my soul level one run if I really want to put myself through that much pain and yeah. suffering. And then you have like the so one would be, where I make the characters and then you just play it. Yeah, like it would be great to like have a multiple file for, excuse me, a multiple file so that way I can have my regular Breath of the Wild game and then my other file where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to play this game the normal way, I guess, and just immediately once I'm out of that plateau area, I'm just going to go fight Ganon. See how that goes. And then just get their shit kicked out of me until I do that. But they're making it inconvenient to want to do anything else with that game without having to overwrite what you've already done, which would suck because I've put like at least a hundred hours into that game at this point, at least. Yeah. So it kind of just limits a freedom a little bit, which is kind of ironic because this game gives you a lot of it, which is, it's the most freedom of the Zeldas an overwhelming amount of freedom. My first like three and a half hours, four hours in this game, I was just like, I don't even know what to do right now. Where am I going to go? Where should I see? Like, I was like, oh, okay, I'll figure this out. I definitely had to like focus myself because I was just so entranced by everything. Yeah, and you can get sidetracked so easily. Like you literally see so a shiny object. Easy. And just like, oh, away. what's this do? What is this new mechanic? How does this work? Holy shit, that's a that's one of those bosses I can't beat yet that I still haven't even attempted to beat any of them. I'm I'm gonna run by a guardian and see what happens. What's a guardian? Oh, that's a guard oh I'm dead five kills later oh, okay maybe i won't go that way i guess i can't beat this thing yet yeah i also don't think i've ever died this much in a zelda game yeah what we were saying with the episode with dan this is a hard motherfucking game i love it though i will like i will be that guy in the switch commercial where i'll be playing it on my tv and then i'll like put the joy cons in and i'll walk my ass upstairs but then i'll go lay down i won't go do something cool like ride a plane or a train or something so i guess i'm not like that switch guy uh <laughs> but then i'll like lay in bed and play it until like i wake up because they've hit myself in the face because i dropped my switch on it like oh shit okay all right i should put this thing down so i can go to bed have you uh scratched your screen yet no yeah, me neither. Luckily, is that like a thing? Yeah, a lot of people are having problems with like the dog yeah, like when they're, when they're putting system. it in and bringing it out. Maybe if you don't do it like an idiot, you won't have that problem. Like straight up, straight down. Like it's not that hard. That was kind of that was kind of my thought. Like if you're scratching that thing, you have to be like fucking manhandling. Like that. if you're letting your three year old put it in the dock, maybe don't. Man, speaking of three-year-olds, uh, we have so Dan. with us, we have yeah, well, <laughs> another three-year-old. We have a, a really special guest here for a reason. Chris has actually tasted the Switch cart. <laughs> I absolutely was the very first thing that I did when I got my Switch. I uh, love that. Uh, if you look hard enough somewhere on my Twitter, which is not very hard to find, you will see the video of me licking it and then instantly regretting that horrible horrible decision it's that bad give us that give us give us that taste like the taste in as excruciating detail as you can it's like the worst taste from going to visit a dentist (laughs) (laughs) straight up (laughs) like it's like you're uh, like you taste like you're getting your teeth sanded down or something uh, i would have rather just eaten a piece of shit It just wow. it didn't make me feel good at all. I, it was instant regret. And I only did it to Zelda. I wasn't going to try and do it to the 1-2 Switch game. 
I, you think I, they fl- you think there's go, flavors depending on the cart? Maybe. Maybe the more sought-after titles taste worse. We have to do some research. <laughs> yeah, yeah go ahead. Make- Looks like you need to do a one-two switch. I mean, you already are a point of comparison. <sighs> I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> how, how many retweets? How many retweets? Uh, 50. <laughs> Honestly, it's Chris. He's so like he'll do it for probably like for like five. He says so fifty. Get, like, the internet subtracts everything else and just oh hey, by the way, like, I did this, I did this I before. Mean, you I, I think I threw out a tweet that was like oh like X amount of retweets will do it, and then as soon as I sent the tweet out, like I filmed it, and I was like, I I just really need to know anyways. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe you'll catch me on a Yo, good day. F- fifty retweets, and I'll do this. Gets one, one retweet. All right, Done. looks like we're doing this. <laughs> one time it's fifty. 50 is 50 let's go it looks like 50 to me let's fucking do it i have a good comprehension of numbers thank you very much although i haven't discovered one in a while so i don't know yeah um uh i'll leave the number discovery to dan that's uh, that's his forte jesus christ he's our he's our he's our our number uh, guy our resident number researcher When we eventually have Dan as a guest again, we'll have a we'll have him. we'll have a, a we'll have a segment where we talk about any new numbers yeah. that he's discovered. He's got some explaining to do. Last time we talked, I think he made it all the way up to three hundred. So we're gonna see how nice. uh, how that goes. What a good there. guy! What a good guy! I, I think the only reason he knows it's a number was because he saw the movie, fair, <laughs> and had to look that up. And he was like, "What is three zero zero? And then went on like a fucking quest. And finally discovered, oh, this is a number? I just picture him just, oh. <laughs> just like stroking, stroking his chin. Yeah, he's like, like, he's stringy like, beard is. Wow, what a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, love this, I love how this podcast has turned. Yeah. <laughs> we come here to talk about video games, and then if just something pops in, we do it. It's. I mean, it's hard. This is supposed to be like the news section, but there's like not really much going on. Like, there's a bunch of Overwatch stuff. Like me and Chris were talking earlier. Overwatch is changing like their draw system, so there's like less or no draws. They made it based on percentage. Like, there's a new hero out that people seem to be like okay with. Lucio is getting buffs, like we talked about, and that's fine. But. Other than that, like in general in the gaming world, there's not really too much going on. It's mostly just like Hor- Switch. Yeah, that's like the big thing. I mean, I guess if you want to call this news, Horizon is selling really well, which is like a good thing because it shows that new IPs can actually work as long as you make a game that doesn't fucking suck. And like, it's the only game that's come out like recently that doesn't have uh, a season pass. So I guess that's been getting a lot of attention, which is great because. Uh, have any of you guys ever like bought a season pass for anything? Yes, when I used to play like Call of Duty all the time. Yeah, I did the Call of Duty Elite thing that would literally was a waste. Oh, like that subscription service that they had, or whatever? yeah, and I think the only thing was you get the map packs early and everything was just included, so it was basically a season pass without calling it one. Didn't they do that for like one game and then never did it again? Yes, pretty sure. Yeah. I think the only season pass I've ever... Now, you know what? I haven't even... I didn't even buy it. I was going to say Dark Souls 3, but I bought the DLC packs for those separately because I was like, I don't need no no goddamn season pass. Yeah, it's looking like I'm going to get Zelda's just because that's the only way you can get those yeah. DLCs. So. Okay, I, I take that back then. I did buy the, the Breath of the Wild season pass because you can't buy the DLC for that piecemeal. You can only get it as a season pass. Yeah. So what do you think that's going to consist of? They've already, like... 
said that one of them is going to be actual like story. Well, I don't know if it's story. Con- yeah, story content is going to be one of them. The other one is they're literally putting in a hard mode. Like they're selling a difficulty mode, which to me is like fucking. I don't, yeah, it's like some asinine bullshit right there. Do you think that but, might just be just like the game that Japan's playing? How it might be like Ocarina where Master Quest got released later that's the actual version of the game? I feel like a hard mode for Breath of the Wild since it's like a different enough game from Zelda. Like, I don't know if they'll change like mechanics or anything or if they'll just like make the numbers bigger, you know? Yeah. Are you going to get that season pass, Chris? Yeah. Are you that much into the Zelda to do it? I'll, I'll probably do that. Um, I just need to stop taking my, I, I don't know. I'm really torn. Like, I'm like, Oh, I really want to get through this story. And then the other part of me is like, Oh, but I really just want to experience this immersive world that just makes me feel like I'm in some version of heaven until I die a lot. Well, the way I played it, well, like we were talking about this, the last episode, you can play this game, like however you want pretty much like everyone's going to have like a different experience playing it like i definitely went through the quick way of playing it i was like i played it more like a traditional zelda game i was like okay i just killed the shit out of that boss i'm gonna kill the shit out of the next one and before i know it i was like oh i'm about to fight ganon i guess i should do some of that side quest shit and then i did like a couple of side quests and i was like i'm gonna kick the shit out of ganon fuck it well and 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 here's what's hard about it is because exactly like what you said you know everybody's gonna play it differently like i've been trying to compare my my experience with gorfs and you know we're talking about it and he's like oh well i've been you know beating all the shrines and stuff but i don't want to level up my hearts i'm only going to level up my stamina and i got to a certain point in the lost forest where i was like oh that's not gonna work for you <laughs> like you can't do that so i had to message him like without spoiling it and just be like yo like i understand what you're trying to do like the whole weak man run through where you only have a couple of hearts however you yeah you need to not do that and he like, goes god david that's so <laughs> stupid and i was like yes but just stop now just and trust like, me. just know that I'm I'm telling you this for a reason. It's like, yo, man, you're going to you're going to want some hearts. <laughs> and by some, I mean, at least like 30. The actual number is 15. No, 13. Yeah, the actual number is 13. Whatever, dude. I didn't know that. Thanks for spoiling it. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you're relieved you don't have to get the fifth to 30 now. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even a spoiler no one knows what the hell I'm talking about unless you've already done it it's fine you're yeah, good magic number 13 hearts and then do that there it is yeah you need to get 13 hearts figure out what the fuck we're talking about and then you'll be like oh and then I'll get angry I'll get angry messages being like you fucking spoiled this game <laughs> even though I had no idea what you were talking about until I got there you actual piece of shit and then I'll just say by that point, I'll just be like, yo, Breath of the Wild has been out for like fucking 30 years at this point. You got to get off my ass. Years. <laughs> oh, so the man. main reason uh, we brought Chris on here is he had a great idea for a topic. And he would he knows a lot about this because he plays a shitload of multiplayer games way more than I do. I'm more of like a single player experience guy for sure, I would say. But uh, we would just want to talk about multiplayer in general issues with multiplayer maybe what can be due to fix it maybe um i'm gonna let you 
start off on that, Chris. This was your idea, so you know. I mean, so first of all, your, your boy thought. loves a very solid single player game. Don't take that away from me, okay? And just, you're, I feel like you're trying to take that from me right now. Just know that I appreciate and love a good single player game. That's um, a lot. However, I, I do, you know, I spent a lot of time before I like decided to settle down and get a real job. A lot of my friends travel. So, a lot of my yeah. A lot of my friends travel. A lot of my friends tour. Uh, and so some of the only times that I have to catch up with them when they're home now, anyways, is video games. And so it's obviously makes for a much better experience to play games with other people that way instead of like if it was just Mike and I hanging out playing Dark Souls and texting or something that would not be as fun as if Mike and I were like playing bloody trap land with Ethan and screaming at Ethan. It's just not as fun. Uh, Or playing miscreated and watching Dan shoot Ethan in the face (laughs) over absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's things like that, that, that have really kind of guided me towards this love for multiplayer games. I want to be able to still hang out with my friends in an interactive setting and and be able to, to do things with them, um, whether it's against them or, you know, working in a co-op setting towards a common goal. Uh, It's just something that I'm way more into. I mean, it could be argued even that even working cooperative with someone, you're still working against them. Fair, very fair. Uh Because what I've learned from playing games with you and Dan and Ethan and Keith whenever I can play games with him, we're all fucking awful people. And even though we're trying to do a goal, we we don't want to see each other succeed. Right, absolutely. I don't don't want to succeed. I don't want you guys to succeed. I want us all to fail. Um, But speaking on like to a problem with multiplayer, I think uh, that's definitely also a huge issue with it is there are also people like us that are also fucking awful, (laughs) (laughs) but they're not our friends. So when they do things to sabotage us, it's not fun. I can't tell you how many times I've played Overwatch and have been blatantly sabotaged by someone. And then I'm just like, well, okay, I'm not I I can't have fun in this fucking game. Right. No, absolutely. That's absolutely a thing. Um more so the problem that I'm talking about now is just the lack of originality in multiplayer games. Uh, two or three weeks ago, this guy by the name of Player Unknown, uh, who's really kind of known for his modding of other games and turning them into Battle Royale games, um, released his own Battle Royale game. So now it's like the 50th battle royale game that has been released in the last year um and then we have you know an abundance a thousand survival games yeah an abundance of survival games where you craft and do this and do that and and they're all early access and some of them have been in early access for a very 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 long time um some of them probably won't leave it either and yeah and then, then there are others that just won't leave it because they're a flash in the pan and, and it really leaves this void for a co-op multiplayer game that is not set in a survival setting it's i i, I spent 45 minutes in the the steam store last night with nick and we were like, what should we play? Let's get a new game. And we couldn't really come up with one. And that's that's the problem right now is is finding, is, especially on the PC platform. I mean, you know, you're always going to have your AAA titles, which if they offer multiplayer is cool or whatever. But they're not always 
great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll yeah. play and you'll be like, Oh, this is, this is all right. You know, but sometimes you want to buy like a $20 game to play with your friends. And it's, it's finding one of those that isn't just some offshoot of something that you've played a thousand times at this point is proving to be very difficult. Yeah. I kind of liken it to like, um, like this, like steam and then like consoles as to like the Apple store and the Android store, like, it's a little bit more curated on consoles in the sense that, like, there's less there, but it's a bit more refined, whereas, like, Steam, you can just put fucking anything on Steam. Right. No, absolutely. Um, probably one of the coolest looking, like, multiplayer games right now is this game called Deceit. Um it's like a six player game and it's co-op to an extent. Uh, I don't know if either of you are familiar with like ultimate werewolf or mafia. Um, I'm aware yeah. of like the cons. I've never played it, but I know like the concept. So basically you're, you're a team and inside this team. So in deceit's case, it's a team of six um, and two of two of the people on your team are quote unquote infected. Uh, what's great is that they're not zombies because the world could use another zombie game, right? No, oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. What absolutely. That's what we need right now. <laughs> um, but they turn into like some weird alien or something like that. So what it is, is it's this game of, of trust and, and as the title states, deceit. So it's getting your friends or whoever you're playing with to trust you and then figuring out how you can successfully stab them in the back or figure out who it is that's going to stab you in the back. Um, and so things like that are really cool. So this is like a FPS horror game, which two things that aren't really right down my alley. Um, but watching people play it, it actually looks like it's a lot of fun. The concept is good enough. It's not like another three versus one game or four versus one game, all of Friday the 13th or um, Evolve or cool. Left for Dead or Dead by Daylight. Or you know, what I mean, like I could just keep going. Or, or like <laughs> any game that's come out in the past going. like five years. <laughs> and so it's it's it takes something that it could have gone that way, and it, it goes a little bit differently. And so I'm I'm actually excited to play it. I think that Nick said he was going to buy it tonight, so we'll be able to give it a try. But I mean, other than that, like I haven't seen a, a multiplayer game that I'm like, yo, that's going to be fucking tight. I really liked Conan when it launched, and then I really stopped liking Conan. It just got old. I've done it. Been there. It's like a, a flavor of the week kind of thing. Yeah, like I played the official servers, then I played on accelerated servers, and then I, I was done. That was it. And then Nick's been trying to get me to play Ark with him because he has something unreal as far as time goes. Something like twenty four hundred <laughs> days, or I don't know. That's obviously an exaggeration, but it's very high. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just come play with me." And then it's like. I'm walking into something that's already established, like in his world, like he's already got a base. He's already got stuff. Like I don't have to start from the ground up. So I have no desire to learn this game. Yeah. And then so I just babied into it. I hang out in his, in his world, like killing his dinosaurs on accident because I'm flying them into the ocean or something. Like, <laughs> because that's what I do. Like, You're making them regret every like, decision to invite you to this exactly. world. Exactly. And so it's just, that's like, 
that's like the main problem with survival games. Like, it's a hard thing to balance, I feel, because like you said, if you come into something where it's like already established, like what is there for you to do? Like you don't get those experiences of like working from the ground up with your friends to like make your own settlements or whatever, to earn your weapons, to earn your ammunition, to earn your whatever dumbass dinosaur you're trying to get or whatever. But at the same time, when you're coming in fresh, it's the same thing like with Conan, with Miscreated, with the survival mode of H1Z1. Like, yeah, you start off with nothing and it's cool doing it with your friends, but after a while, like, you'll die, you lose everything, you get it back up again, then you die again, you lose everything, you have to do it again. At some point, it just becomes, like, insurmountable to the point where, like, I've already done this a thousand times at a bunch of other games, like, I don't give a shit, like, I'm done. Or, like, <laughs> if you start with the intention to play with your friends and build up with your friends, like, and then they get busy or you guys just can't connect for, like, a week and get on the same page, like, either your shit's gone or somebody advanced everything past where you guys were and now you don't know what to do or a combination of the two or you know what i mean somebody just said fuck it and uninstalled like yeah <laughs> they were just like, well done yeah. see you and especially now with like steam refunds being a thing it's easier than ever like a bunch of us got dead by daylight which was a f- an awful fucking decision because i i did not like that game at all and then immediately afterwards i was like yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna play this again and got it refunded so like just with that like even if my other friends really liked it and they wanted to play it i can't play that game anymore because it was just a point where well i don't have it anymore so that's that and it's like it's not very good for like the survival game community thing as a whole i guess because there's a lot of that a lot of not surviving you, you, you have to count on other people being on the same page as you all the time and that realistically that cannot happen well but what you also have to think about is when you're walking into these games like you have a choice you can either walk into a pvp server or you can walk into a pve server and realistically things are just a million times more interesting if it's not only you against the elements it's you against the elements against that kid that loves to troll or like you against the elements or that kid that like loves blowing shit up in other people's bases just because yeah. he can, like he has all that time, like, you know, like and you, it, you it's, the elements and a guy that can't hang for some reason. Yeah. Like, like or finding those people that just aren't good enough. Like you kind of go like, Oh, well I'm going to just take this guy out and take his shit. It's an easier way to do it. Yeah. But the problem is there's too much of that. Like, in terms of like just games it's in general, like too much again, of the you same. have, yeah, like you have H1Z1, you have Miscreated, you have Conan, you have Ark, you have Rust, Rust, yeah, you have like the Forest or whatever, and those games are coming out like you have, constantly. There's one called like Eight Wild Days. There's Seven Days to Live. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. What I think needs to happen is that there just needs to be less of a resurgence and more of a focal point to where, you know, somebody just comes in and does it really well. I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not good at that shit because I'm not making that. Like, <laughs> that's just not really <laughs> within my realm. Um, but I will sit here and talk shit about it all day long. Oh, absolutely. But I will also, you know what I mean? Like at the same time, like I know what I enjoy and I know what makes me as a gamer tick and I know what makes me as a gamer interested. Um, And and these games just aren't hitting that mark for me. And there are people out there that absolutely love this shit. And, you know, that's cool for them. Just for me, I feel like there's just such, it's such a downtrodden period for the multiplayer game, for the multiplayer experience, because that's what it is. Like, being able to play with your friends like that that's an experience 
Yeah, and another problem with like with the multiplayer is like since so many of those games are coming out, like the people that are into the survival style games are going to want to play those new games, and in turn, it thins out the player base in those already established games. So you already have less people to play with. See, and but that's yeah, yes and no. I think that that's a double. That's like two sides of the same coin, really. Just because, I mean, just because there's all of these different battle royale games right now, it doesn't mean that there aren't people playing them you know you have to figure out which one that you like and which one you're good at if anything it's it's good for the community because you're putting your money back into it um but then it's bad for the individual gamer because they're spending money on games that they're not going to play so uh, you know what i mean I, i don't think that it's affecting the communities as much because if an entire community shifts there's something that is a much bigger problem than just a new game coming out yeah, I, multiplayer is like I feel like a hard thing to talk about because you know like it's obviously different to a bunch of other people like me. I obviously think differently than you do about it. Like I'm like personally, I'm not like a fan of the survival games. Like there's some that I like. Like I fuck with Miscreated. I think that game's fun, but there's nobody playing it. Well, that game was fun, but exactly like there was nobody playing it, and then it seems like the updates have been very lacking. Uh, I haven't seen them like put anything new into it that I was like, shit, I should play Miscreated again. It's been a while. Um, (laughs) Fuck you for singing it. Fuck me for thinking it before you did. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You already knew that was coming. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. If anything, I think right now, where there's probably the most like originality is like puzzle based multiplayer games. Um, Like, yeah, like something like Overcooked, like taken off pretty well. Dude, um, Overcooked is a blast, and it's so frustrating. It's yeah, exactly. awesome. Tosh and I have impl- Tosh and I have probably put something like twenty hours into that game, um, and it is insanely infuriating. I yeah, love it. it it's is, so it much is, fun. It is. I'm so excited for it to come to Switch. Um, like something like that. I mean, it's more. That's more of like a local um, game, not really like an online. Like the couch co-ops. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like something like that that's kind of where i think the originality really is right now but here's here's what sucks about something like that so like i have let's talk about blinding of isaac have you guys played that game before i have not. yes very very solid i think it's not co-op it's not multiplayer but it's still a very fun independent game now what sucks about the fact that this game is coming to the switch is the price tag that's about to be associated with it so they're gonna, oh, are they charging? Are they going to be charging like full price for it? They're going to be charging forty dollars for it. Granted, it is, it is going to be. I think it's it's Afterbirth Plus, right? Afterbirth Plus, yeah, exactly. So it is, you know, the up and up, the upgraded point of that game. However, is that I worth forty dollars? I yeah, I can't do that. I cannot justify that for forty dollars. Overcooked will probably come out and be like twenty five dollars, and like I bought it on PS four. I probably, as much as I'd love to play it on the Switch, and I think that the Joy-Cons would actually be very convenient for that. Like, I'm not going to spend that money again on the Switch unless they really can pump out something content-wise that makes it worth it. And that's where I don't see these things coming through. It doesn't feel like the content is going to be reflecting the price tags. Yeah, it's only worth yeah. it if you haven't gotten the game originally, I guess. Right, exactly. If you're just now coming on to, like, if you're using the Switch as, like, your gateway to gaming, which, first of all, fuck you, where have you been? Um, <laughs> but second of all, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it's, 
it's so hard to get that to get people to buy those games again. It's going to be a really interesting time for the Switch because you know they're finally picking up on that third party, which is great. I think that they said that like this is the most amount of third party licensing that they've had ever. I think that's like a move that yeah. I think Nintendo that's a move they had to make eventually. They had like to. they can they, they, they can't they can't ride off like yeah, Breath of the Wild is one hell of a game to launch with, but like look, this is March. It's a launch date. You're not going to get Super Mario Odyssey until holiday they're saying. Yeah. That's barring they don't have any delays, which in today's gaming culture, every fucking game gets delayed nowadays. Yeah. Even Breath of the Wild got delayed. Yeah, exactly. And like what was their only first party game between then and then is like Splatoon. Right, Splatoon 2, yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw that they have that new the, the public test. Yeah, it's like for an store. hour. Like, like when does that start? Play. I think it's this weekend, actually. Okay, because I downloaded it and I tried to play it and I was like, uh, did I do this wrong? Like, I know I'm yeah, dumb. They're, they're, probably but... just, they're, they're probably just letting you preload it. So that way you can just right. yeah, that's exactly what it is. If we go on to that's what I did. Uh, on to the, that free the news, it has like the dates and everything there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'll be. I'll try that. I never played Splatoon one. Uh, my friend Trevor really liked Splatoon. Um, so I mean, I'll give it a try. And there was a ton of Splatoon stuff in Japan at all the arcades. Like they had all that shit in the UFO games to win. That's cool. I love that we're getting back into the idea of like demos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the demos. I wish I looked into the Steam section of demos last night, and it was very bleak. Like it just, it, it's like demos of games that are hoping to be made which is sick don't get me wrong but like i want to be able to like try something out before you know we had this conversation already trying something out before you buying it and really making that investment i'd even be okay if like we saw like a two or three dollar price spike in most titles but it meant that we got a demo yeah like Twitch as is good for like a try before you buy kind of deal, but sometimes you need to the ads there's, on. Yeah, like there's so many games that I've seen. I'm like, oh man, that shit looks really cool, and then I play it, and I was, I'm like, oh, this is a mistake. Case in point, uh, Steep was on free weekend. Yeah, for uh, on PS4, like I think a couple of weeks ago or like last week or something. I downloaded that because I always thought, man, that game looks really cool. I liked. I liked the SSX games when I was growing up. I liked the most recent SSX game they put out. I like I liked that fucking Snowboard Kids game for N64. Uh, plus, big, there was also 1080. Hello? Yeah, 1080. I was about Best to that up. Yeah, game 10, ever. 1080, 1080 <laughs> is, the, uh, is the Tony Hawk games of snowboarding. <laughs> and, uh, I was 1080 like, you know pro snowboarder. It was, uh, it was free for the weekend, so I was like, fuck it. I'll download it. I played that game for five minutes and uninstalled it because yeah, that was the most boring shit I've ever played. They did it for – I think it was either launch weekend or right around there. They did the free version, uh, like a free weekend as well on PC. So I got it through Steam, and let's see how long I played it for. Uh, I played it for 100 minutes, but in that time okay. – I was just like, this isn't nearly as cool as like the people I was watching play it play. Yeah, I feel like every person that bought No Man's Sky is kind of on the same lines. Can you confirm or deny? Oh, man, if there had been a demo for No Man's Sky, I would have been able to save myself $60. I I, I mean, I, I agree. The thing with No Man's Sky that's tricky, though, is that like so everybody came at Homeboy pretty hard and, and understandably so. Like, I, you know, it was a, a very 
accurate feeling to say that you felt misrepresented or misin like misinformed about how this game was going to come out. You know, there was a lot of shit promise that didn't didn't really come through. Um, but watching them like the past six months has really made me consider like giving it another try. What I will say, I downloaded it a couple of days ago because I saw that they put in the update. Like they have like the sur- the creative mode now, they have like a hardcore survival mode. They have like permadeath now. They have cars now. Yeah, which that's is- what made me solid. I was like, well, they got vehicles, so I'll try that shit in creative. And you know what? To be completely one hundred percent honest, it's it's a, a definitely leagues better than what it was. Like there's, it seems like there's actual like purpose in the game, which is weird to say for a game that was like the whole point of it was like, oh, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. There's no goal in this, but, but like having a little bit of structure to it is not a bad thing. Like even breath of the wild, like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do in that game, but there's still like the end. You, you still know what your goal is. You got to kick the shit out of Ganon at some point. Even Minecraft has like, yeah, well now they they just keep adding end games to it too. So it's not just like the one. Yeah. Yo, I used to love Minecraft. Like oh, no dude. shame. Like I I thought it was so much fun. I played that game for so long. That's actually how the bad boys formed. Was yeah, through me, Minecraft. Yeah. I met Chris through Minecraft. Yeah. And I had someone we've had someone that we had when we first started playing that, we had some of the most bullshit <laughs> fun I've ever had playing video. Games. Oh yeah. Because it because it's so open ended. I, I think that it, the opportunity is definitely there. Um, and talk about a company that's always updating and always upgrading their game is Minecraft just since I started playing it is like a fucking totally different game. Yeah, for sure. There's they've added so much like at some point, like I'm afraid I to jump back in. I haven't played in like a yeah, year plus, like and especially on the PC, because that one was always so much further ahead than console. Like I'm kind plus of there's mods. I'm kind of terrified to step in like and be like, oh, God, what am I getting Just myself into? See how far behind you are in the right. World. Yeah. Yeah, I straight up haven't played Minecraft since me, you, and Dan would play collectively. And, like, to be honest with you, the same thing. Like, if I got back in there, I don't know if I'd be able to, I'd be, like, too overwhelmed to play that game, which is weird because Minecraft seems like this simple thing. Dude, but, the Minecraft, yeah, the Minecraft soundtrack is so good. Yeah. That kid that it's made that good. music was so, it's so good. Yeah, you want to talk about some great game music? Fucking bring some Undertale up in here. I still haven't played it. Gorf and I were going to play it before I moved, and we never got to it, which kind of bumps it's, me out. That game has one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. Right. It's so good. Respect. Um, but going back to like No Man's Sky and Minecraft and stuff like that, I think the main difference between those two games is the communication. Um, like, yeah, Minecraft is, like, constantly updating and stuff like that, but that's, like, the big thing about it. They're constantly updating, and they're letting their community know what was happening. Right. Like, yeah, No No Man's Sky had that, like, really rough launch. Yeah, they were charging full price for it, but I think as long, if they were, like, this is the stuff we're putting in, like, yo, I, I know you guys are mad right now, but we are putting stuff in. We're working to make this better. Just stick with us, please. I think, like, a lot more people would have been, like, well... Yeah, it sucks right now, but okay, at least we know things are coming down along the pipe. Like, But it's going like complete radio silence is not a good way to get people to trust you as a company and like want to come back to play your game. Right. Like, I only reinstalled No Man's Sky was because like I beat Horizon. I kind of wanted to chill out on Breath of the Wild a little bit just because I want to have some meat on that game's bone so I don't immediately get tired of it because the Switch lineup is 
admittedly not all there yet. It's like once a month, there's something for you. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to fire up No Man's Sky again. Let's see how it goes. And I had a lot of fun with it. Um, more than I thought I... more Definitely more fun than I had when I first played it. And more fun than I thought I was going to have going back. But it would have been cool to know that they were going to be putting this stuff in. As opposed to being like... Not in the dark and being like, well, okay. That went $60 on this early access game that I bought. Yeah. I, I agree. It's it's such a weird landscape, you know, and I can't even imagine as a developer how you would tread those waters, you know, especially like I I will give this dude all kinds of credit for not just fucking bailing. Oh, he absolutely <laughs> could have too. Like, and, he and he, did, like, he did for a while. He did for a while. You know, I, yeah. I, I will absolutely notice and and speak to that but he's definitely trying now i mean you know he should have been trying before obviously but he really kind of stepped back into it and he's like all right like he's trying to make it right yeah uh he's definitely like thinking that this is going to to fix it and whether it is or not is is yet to be seen so it'll be a very interesting i say in next six months for no man's sky are going to be very vital um I think that if they can find a way to make it multiplayer, then that game will be pretty good. Oh, you, if you if you put multiplayer into No Man's Sky, I'm back in there 100. Absolutely, like, it would just be cool to like explore unknown worlds with your friends yeah. and just look at all the fucking goofy shit that you see in that game. Do you think they will? Because that was one of the things that they were pretty adamant about before. I feel like lunch. I feel like at this point they have to find a way to make that work. Yeah, I feel like there's been enough backtracking from what they said they wouldn't do to where that shouldn't be off the table. That should be your game saving moment. I, I think I think that that game. I mean, look at Astroneer, like an independent game like Astroneer, just because it boasted multiplayer space exploration, its sales were insane. And the game itself is not bad. I mean, it is very much an early access game. But if we go and look at it right now, the last time that they patched it was Friday. Yeah, they're still giving the <laughs> you know people that, I mean? that paid. Yeah, they're giving people that paid that money. Like, even though it's not as much as No Man's Sky, they're giving people that paid that invested in their game. Like, look, you guys are taking a shot on us. We're a we're a new company. We're trying to put out this cool little thing for supporting us. We're gonna, we're at least going to let you know what we're doing with our game. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and they've done a really good job at looking at the the community and seeing what the community thinks needs to be changed, and you know what I mean. Looking to the community for bugs, and and I think that that's very important, especially moving forward as a game company, that it needs to be. You have to listen to what your community says if you want to make money and if you want to succeed like i'm not telling you to pander to them i'm not telling you to yeah, absolutely. only perform fan service but i'm telling you that if enough of your community is screaming out about something then there's a then bigger it's probably something you got to look it's, at it's something that needs to be addressed well and to bring this back like having a demo for stuff like that is a great way to get feedback on how to update your game further like I don't know, like what uh, what advice I could give to like to steep, because like all I would say is like, yo, can you make this shit less boring? But other than <laughs> can you just turn up the SSX part of this so we're it's like, good? Can, it's like can you can you just make this? Can you just make another 1080? That would be fucking great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but like yeah like let's say you had a demo for no man's sky you could say like i think this game would benefit from like well let's just say like this game would benefit better from having some more vehicles in it and they're like hey look at this next update we got some fucking rc cars and shit i'd be like all right cool right exactly and like they just i think like the biggest like thing for like demos coming back is i don't know if you saw they put civilization six up for a demo which is like yeah, which is, I think, fantastic, because that game is huge, but it's like a strategy game, so a lot of people are like, I don't know if I'm into that. They let you play 60 turns as one of, as I think, China or whatever. 60 turns is not a lot in the grand scheme of Civ Six because, full disclosure, I've been playing the same game of Civ Six for like two months now. That's because it? I, 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 yeah, well, I fucked around with the settings and uh, made it a marathon game, so literally it takes forever to do fucking anything but i think 60 turns is like a good like microcosm of how you can understand that game go through like and a I think couple like, ages yeah i think you you won't even get through an age in 60 turns to be honest with you but it gets you through like the basic concepts like you of like city building of managing your your tech tree like what you want to build and go towards that and i think more games need that like no man's sky is definitely a game that would be like even if it's not like a full demo, like give you like an hour of play time. Right. You, I think you, an, you, I think an hour of No Man's Sky is enough to be like I know what this game is about, and I can make a decision of if I want to play it, if I want to buy it or not, and I can maybe give some advice. Like, well, I think this is what if you want me to play buy this game, I think you need a little bit more of this. Well, and this is something that I saw. You know, I, I told you I went on this quest last night for looking for multiplayer games. This is something really interesting that I saw that I think would be a really good way for other games to handle it too is uh tom clancy rainbow six siege they have a version of their game so the the version on the pc right now is 39.99 they have a version of the game that is 19.99 and you have to just like unlock the operators the different characters a different way So, like, instead of, like, having everything, it turns into more of, like, the League of Legends-style thing where you, you could just have to grind your way up well, to yeah, get Well, what they call the it is stuff. they call it the Starter Edition. And so it's, like, really for that low tier or that person that's not really sure they want to make that investment on the game. Um, it's like a dip your toe into it. Yeah, it's like getting a fucking <laughs> Pokemon starter pack and then being like, oh, this shit is sick. I will upgrade. Okay, uh, and so I think that that's I cool. Think, yeah, I think that that's such a good concept, and it's yeah, it I like that. so well because, like, yeah, I'll spend twenty bucks on Siege, and if I like it, you know, I have no problem <clears> paying more. But I played Siege for like an hour, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't know. Um, so it's I think tw- I think twenty dollars is like a reasonable like asking price for a lot of things. Like, yeah, like if I could play, uh, let's say like yeah, if I could play like a like a like a toned down version of like I, I can't I was gonna say Horizon but I think that's a game that you you can't really like segment off but like yeah let's just use Siege as an example if I pay that pay twenty dollars to play that I don't have access to everything which is fine but I just want like a feel for the game right and like that's fine it's still a game that I can come back and play if I wanted to like I don't and I don't have like I'm trying to think of how I can say this. You're not obliged yeah. to, exactly. to yeah, that's putting I mean. in more time. You're like, oh, well, I just spent 60 bucks on this game. I'm looking at you, No Man's Sky. Now I'm going to sit here and play it and try and get myself over at least the 30-hour mark so it feels like I, yeah. I got something that was worth the invest, the initial investment. Yeah, exactly. When you drop the $60 on a game, you're like, well, fuck, I have to play I have this to play thing this. now. 
Not only that, but I could kind of bring it back around to multiplayer. It's so much easier to like tell your friend, like, hey, it's 20 bucks. Let's try it out. And if we both like it, hey, we'll both get it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, just to, exactly to bring that back into the realm of what we were talking about before, it just even offering like a stripped down version of your game is well, another, so helpful. Another thing I think that should be like a, a common thing, especially for stuff like shooters, I don't know why I don't see this more often, is I don't know if you remember uh, Killzone 3. Yeah. For a while, they were. Like you, there were two ways you could buy the game. It was the same thing. You could pay the $60 or whatever to buy the full Killzone package, or you could pay, I think it was $20, and you could o- and you only get the multiplayer. Yeah, I think that that's sick, because especially in those shooter games, I do not give a damn about that single-player mission. Yeah. You know, like every every Call of Duty game that I've played has been, okay, I'm going to go into a single-player thing. I'm going to go into single-player mode just to make sure they haven't fucked with the control system at all. Right. Like, okay, great. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once you get past that tutorial, like, all right, we're good. Yeah, it's like, it's like okay, this is the shooty button. This is the grenade button. This is crouch. This is sprint. All right, I'm good. Fuck all this. I'm going to go shoot some people that are that are calling me uh, colorful things on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that I think that we're at a very interesting crossroads, and I, I yeah. think that free weekends should be more of a thing. Um, yeah, I love that Overwatch does it so much. Overwatch does it. I played this really cool game that I'm actually considering buying now. It's called like Streets of Rogue or something like that. It's like okay. um, it's like a. It looks like it could be a pixel RPG, but it's more along the lines of like GTA. But it's also a dungeon crawler. So everything is destructible. You can kill anybody, but you're crawling through these different dungeons trying like, like to get Terraria to kind of thing. Yeah. Except for there's no creation. Like it's literally like okay. kicking ass and shooting shit. So it's sick. Um, but they, they put it up for free over this weekend and I played it with Nick for a little bit and I was like, oh, like if I'm absolutely pressed for a game to play, like I could absolutely purchase this game and it would be fun. Yeah, I think, like, what I find, it's going to be hard to integrate demos and stuff like that for a lot of games, because it's one thing to do it for shooters, because I feel like shooting games are pretty that's more, I get, universal. I feel like that's more of like a server for test for, in that case. Yeah, it's like, because the way cause all shooters play the same for the most part, like, yeah, Overwatch is a completely different game than Call of Duty, but at the same point, like, you're still pointing a gun at shit, and you're still shooting things. Right. But it's like, how do you do a demo for something like an RPG? Like, how do you do a demo for like a Final Fantasy or for like a game like Horizon, which is that's very st- time, that's a time very limit. St- that's the only way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a time limit. It's you get this. We put you in the beginning of this story. You get X amount of time, not including your cutscenes. And this is really kind of where we think. And and this is something that's going to have to really kind of come back on the developers. They're going to have to be able to creative find a way. Yeah, create a game with this in mind. Like this part of the the story, we really need to make it accessible so everybody kind of gets a feel for what's going on. And I think that there is absolutely a way that that can be done without impacting the the quality of the story or the quality of the game. I think that it's very possible. Yeah, all of it comes back to originality, like we were talking about earlier. Like, there's everything is pretty, pretty much the same in terms of games now. Like, most of your shoot, like I honestly, like in this day and age, I can't tell one military shooter from the other. To be completely honest with you, like, thank God for Overwatch because that's been, I think, one of the most, in, in terms of just like the shooter world, at least one of the most like innovative games that I've played. Yeah, yeah, I would say and so. It, 
And it sucks that, like, other games that try to do different things get buried. Like, I know people shit on Battleborn a lot, but I played a little bit of that game just to be like, you know what, let's see what this is. And honestly, some of the some of the things that that game does is so different. Like, I wish it would have taken off. I wish it wouldn't have just died in the shadow of Overwatch because it is doing something different. And, you know, the developers took a risk. It's the same developers that did Borderlands. And Borderlands at the time took a huge risk, like turning Diablo into a shooter was like a pretty big deal. Like I just reinstalled Borderlands the other day too and I'm like, man, it's on sale. On the, fun as ha- Borderlands 2 is on sale on the Steam store and I was really considering buying it, but I've also played like those first that first mission like 7 times on a console <laughs> like with other people trying to get them like to play or whatever and so I'm really having like this moral dilemma. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. I bought Overwatch and I wouldn't totally be opposed to uh playing it with uh somebody else but we you, play overwatch all the time so we're good oh did i say overwatch <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i meant, border, I meant guy. borderlands Sick guy you got borderlands is... did you get borderlands too yeah it was borderlands too this is a professional podcast by the way <laughs> i always know what i'm talking about and i don't ever need to be corrected ever <laughs> get oh. you good fucker <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not easy to do man See, what was the last? Was Overwatch probably the last game that has like a huge like community across multiple platforms for like shooters and things like that? Because I remember, yeah, like where you could have like a, pretty much a group of friends, no matter who it is, whether they all know each other or not, and still be able to play. Because I remember back in the days of like Halo Three, just having fun with like custom maps and things like that, and just whoever wanted to join can. And I feel like it hasn't been like that minus Overwatch, and I don't know how long. Somebody needs to bring back the land party. I love me a good Halo land party. Yeah, I was never a Halo guy. Really? Yeah, loved it. And it was there was like a period of time where like everybody was talking about Halo. Yeah, I'd say Halo Three was the peak. I mean, minus Halo One, but Halo Three was really where like there was a multiplayer community and it like it took off. Custom games, um, like creative maps, like that was probably. That was a pinnacle of my Halo experience, and I haven't had a fun like that. I I can't even tell you. The success of Call of Duty, I feel, kind of ruined the shooter genre. It kind of grew under its own weight a little bit. Yeah, because, like, as soon as Modern Warfare came out, which was, it's still to this day, I think, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 are, like, the pinnacle of Call of Duty. But ever since then, everyone's been like, oh... We got. We just got to make fucking Call of Duty. Like even Medal of Honor. Like Medal of Honor Frontline, I think is one of my favorite shooters of all time. But with the success of Modern Warfare Two, when they Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops, whatever. Like they were like, oh, we got to do the modern shooter now. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's what. That's what's selling copies. That's what's making the money. Fuck that. So we'll just do that. And it like it stifles creativity. I feel because everyone's just trying to do that. Yeah. So. So life is hard. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just like Chris is saying. I want more creativity out of like the game developers. I know it's hard because like they have they have to make fucking money off of this shit, and like sequels obviously sell because people are still buying the Call of Duty games. I guess people are now like speaking of Call of Duty too. Like people are giving uh, what is the new one? Infinite Warfare. Uh, like they're giving that game a lot of shit. That game sucked. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And I think that's the thing. Like, people want something new now. Like, I can't... If you put all the Call of Duties in front of me and tell me to, like, name which one that was, like, I, I'd fucking... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. 
Like, I think uh, the most fun I've had with, like, a futuristic shooter, I played a little bit of Titanfall 2, and that game was fucking awesome. But that's because it wasn't afraid know. to kind of, well, at least the first Titanfall wasn't afraid to push the boundary a little bit. That was putting a twist on a familiar thing. Yeah, it's just like, here's your shooter, but we're going to give you some big-ass robots. Here's a shooter. Oh, here's walls, by the way, if you want to go on those. Yeah, and then Call of Duty had to try to do that, and then it didn't. Then they just Call of Duty it. <laughs> if they Call of Duty it up too much, they tried to put their formula on it, and it doesn't really work. I don't know. Chris, what, what do you want from uh, video games? Like, what would be, like, a cool, like, new thing for you? I don't know, man. I already told you that that's why I'm not a developer. Like, I, this shit, you know, I just... <laughs> there's so many things that I like. I, I just want there to be a fun multiplayer to play with my friends. Like I, I'm not a very picky person when it comes to that. Hell, I don't even care about quality. If you gave me another some like some version of Minecraft that went and did something weird, but I could play it with my friends, like yeah, all right, that's cool. You know, yeah, um, yeah, I know. How many fucking survival games I bought over the past few months because of you? Yeah, and like, <laughs> look, how, look how many we play. The fact that one hasn't stuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so it's just it's it's really just waiting for that one to stick. And I, I know it's out there, and uh, the the scope of the multiplayer game isn't going to be as bleak as it is right now for for a very long time. It's just taking a little bit longer to get there than most people hoped for yeah but i'm like i'm confident like we're saying like the last podcast we did we're confident that the switch will come into its own like i'm pretty confident too that eventually there's just going to be like even in, this, in terms of survival there's going to be one game that all of us as friends will play we're like oh shit like this is what i've been waiting for right like, who knows who knows when that's going to come but the one that we get everyone on the same page with it yeah, you, I mean, you don't even have a fucking gaming computer yet. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, the reason why is because of Switch. I was going yeah, to, and Switch became a game. I was like, well, I'm getting that. To buy this stuff. And yeah, okay, pal. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> My money just went elsewhere. Speaking uh, of that, yeah, by the, the way, are you guys getting Mario Kart or nah? Um, for the for the sake of having games to play on the fucking Switch, yeah, I'm probably going to get right, it. Cool. I'm horrible, but I'll probably get it. I can't wait. Like I had to. <laughs> I can't wait. Like I can't going wait. back to uh, yeah, motherfucker. I'm trying to talk here. You gotta just chill out with your goddamn Mario Kart. <laughs> it was my question. But uh, talking back to like buying games again, I bought the Shovel Knight on Switch. Oh yeah, and that's a game that I have bought twice prior. I have it on my 3DS and I have it on my PS4, but I don't have the expansions for it. So I bought like the the version that has all the expansions currently and all the future the future ones they're going to put out and that was for $25 which I think is fine original Shovel Knight was 15 and then I think uh, the expansions were another like $10 a piece I want to say so I mean that's value for me I think right there like I think that's how you do it I, I agree as opposed with to, like, trying to gouge people yeah as long as as long as the content is there to support the price point I'm into it like, uh, I'm looking at Steam right now, and you can get the first chapter of the Hitman, the episodic one that came out yeah. last year, which, which is a great game, by the way. It's uh, it's on sale for for $7.50. Full price for the thing is $15. It gives you the first level, and I think $15 for that first level is great. Like, because you can play that 
shit for a while. There's different ways you can approach things, and if you like it a lot, you can drop the rest of however much for the 60. Right. And then you have that whole game. Which is great. Like, they're not charging you an arm and a leg for for things that you've already either played before or things you're not even sure you're going to like. No, absolutely. Yeah, that is that is very important. It's just certainty versus uncertainty, basically. Yeah, the problem is with the game industry right now, there's a bit too much of the uncertainty. Yeah. Like, I'm probably going to pick up Mass Effect Andromeda tomorrow. And, I mean, it's it's a problem. Like, I, I've played the other Mass Effect games... I like the other Mass Effect games, except for except for three. But I mean, it's a it's a game series that I know, and it's a game series that like I trust to an extent. So I know what I'm getting into when I get that game. So I'm, I guess in theory, I'm also part of the problem because when you see something new at first, you're on maybe like, uh, I don't know. Like with Horizon, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like Horizon because it's you know. It's a new game. People are saying it's it's coming out really close to Zelda. Right. It came out really close to Zelda. It's a similar kind of thing, you know, open world adventure. But, man, I'm glad I took a risk on that game because that's some of the most fun in an open world game that I've had in recent memory. Like, that's some triple A, like actual triple A quality shit right there. Yeah, I, I understand that. It, it is it is a very tricky time for for game developers and I think that we're just in for a pretty wild year. I think we're going to get a new announcement from both of the major consoles this year. Um, I'm excited for E3. Yeah, E3 will be pretty wild. So Everyone's going to be trying to one-up it more than ever, I think, especially with the Switch. Yeah, now that the Switch has like been doing well, too, and like Zelda's been this big thing, I think that'll hopefully light a fire under other developers. I think the to Switch like, oh, we got to fucking come hard. I think the Switch is going to bring down the price of VR on a console level. That would be great, too, because I'd love to get into VR, but it's such an investment. And just based on, like, reading reviews and, like, hearing what people are saying about it, like, the games aren't there. Yeah, like, a lot of it really is, like, is, like, six, is, like, $60. You pay the $60 price for something that's arguably, like, a $10, $20 thing. Yeah, but Job Simulator is so fun, though. <laughs> yeah, jo- I've, I've seen other people play Job Simulator, and that shit looks great. It is so fun. <laughs> I will throw donuts at a robot all fucking day. I do not care. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to yeah. say like where are you going to throw your money. It's just a matter of finding that thing that fits where you want to throw it. Yeah, a lot of things can feel like a like definitely like a money pit. Yeah. But- who knows, man? Gaming is crazy. I'm hoping for some uh, for some cool shit coming this year. I mean, we've got a lot to look forward to. We've got, in terms of like established stuff, we've got like Super Mario Odyssey. You got Mass Effect coming out tomorrow. Splatoon Two should be cool. Um, it sucks that like something like Scalebound got canceled recently because I mean I don't have an Xbox, but at least having something brand new that's not a sequel out there in the world would have been really cool. Cupheads. Cupheads is coming out, and oh, I don't Cuphead, think I've been yes. more excited for an independent game ever. That game looks beautiful. What a what a wonderful looking game. I, I cannot wait till they start doing like pre-release copies for people so we can start hearing about what what it's like but god damn that game looks wonderful yeah that's that's one of like it it sucks too because i'm trying to think of like what's 
new? Like, what's not a sequel that's coming out? And besides, like, Cuphead and, like, I'm I'm kind of at, like, a loss for, like, <laughs> for new IPs that's coming out. Like, yeah. There's going to – it. it's a bummer. It's a straight bummer, but hopefully, like, once E3 time rolls around, once, like, GDC time rolls around, Gamescom, like, we just get some brand new stuff that – really makes me like really excited to play some video games again because i mean i'm always excited to play video games but at the same point it's like even with zelda a little bit like i'm excited for i love breath of the wild i'm excited that there's a zelda game but at the same point i'm like well we got another fucking zelda game yeah it's kind of a problem that extends beyond video games too like movies are like that tv shows like everything's a spin off of something in some way Keith, we yeah. get it. You work at a movie theater, dude. Okay. <laughs> Dear Christ almighty. God, I hate you. <laughs> dude. Uh, we do have Stardew Valley, and Stardew Valley will be getting multiplayer this year. So that, oh, that's I am, exciting. I am 100% on board for the Stardew Valley multiplayer. That's one game I paid I paid twice for it. I bought it here on Steam, and then I have it on PS4, which it definitely is a game that you want to play on the PC over the console. Yeah, I, but, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but now at this point, I'm just waiting for... For the multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be... A lot of games are better with your friends, for sure. Like, there's some games I would, like... There's some games that definitely need to stay a single-player experience that definitely don't need multiplayer. Like, putting multiplayer into Mass Effect seems kind of more of like a shoehorn kind of thing, just because, hey, there's guns in this... Right, right. You can play it with your friends and shoot them or shoot other things with them. But games that are, like, built for multiplayer, I'm, like, all for that. Hell yeah. That shit. I think uh, I think that's a good place to call it for today. Um, Chris, where can, uh, where can the internet locate you? You can find me Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Both of those are just Chris Immunity. Uh, if you feel like dropping a couple of bucks on some stuff that's fairly decent on the scale of uncool to cool, you can go to shopimmunity.com. Uh, but all of my contact information is found on my Instagram, my Twitter. You see any project I'm working on, I usually post there. So You can check uh, Chris streaming on the Twitch as well. I think that's also Chris yeah, Immunity. Yeah, right? I mean, if I'm anywhere on the internet, you, you can just type in Chris Immunity and see what comes up. Hell, there might be things I don't know about, and in that case, just let me know, because that'll be a, a good laugh, a nice chuckle for everybody. Dude, I want to yeah, make a Wikipedia facts. page and just edit the hell out of it for you. I'm into that. Just send me the link when you're done. Yeah, for a minute, everyone in our uh, Discord group that we have for gaming was named Chris Immunity. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of things that he doesn't even know about. It's, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. It got, it got, thing. Very, got very dark in there for a second. <laughs> um, speaking of Cuphead, and I know we're trying to end this up, I just found Cuphead pins that are awesome, and I'm purchasing them as we speak. So, Oh, please please send me a link to that because that is something I will definitely drop some cashola on. Yeah, so there's that. Oh, there it is. Keith, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask where we can where people can find you because you're a co host and also no one gives a shit about you because fuck you. I mean So I work at a movie theater. As Chris (laughs) (laughs) stated earlier. If you want to find Keith, you can come to El Paso, Texas and go to Premier Cinemas at Bassett Center. (laughs) Yeah, so Santa, NSA, (laughs) Illuminati, all of you listening right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can f- you can find Ke- the best time 
to go find Keith <laughs> is would actually be right now because we got opening weekend for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we, we got the we got we the his, the, his theater so. didn't get Beauty and the Beast. He made sure to talk about that all over the internet. Yeah, the, oh, the, that's that's yeah, right. The one place I talk about stuff for the most part. <laughs> yeah, the one place you have me on, basically. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you you can find Keith's uh, musings on on the movie theater life at on Twitter at woo underscore Keith. Um, yeah. You can find me talking about and what do I talk about? I talk a lot of shit on the internet. If you want to see someone talk a bunch of shit about things that you don't care about, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Chill Whitney Dead. Uh, dead is D E D. Uh, you can look for the user Dasani Moore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At what point do you just feel like you're being too extra? Never. Okay, you that's should, fine. I, I, bounce, I bounce Twitter names off Keith on like a weekly basis. <laughs> I, uh, before, Dasani, before Dasani Moore, I was like, yo, I could be Bastion Kutcher. Oh. <laughs> by, by bouncing names, he means he puts it and tells me, yo, check it. And that's basically yeah. how, this, how this is going right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all for maximum memeage of myself. Fair. Oh, well, God. Chris, uh, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure having you as a guest. Uh, maybe, definitely have to have maybe definitely have to have you back here. Again. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, me was, back. Next time, Keith's not around. Having you hopefully. back. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I said having me back. Whatever. It's like we're yeah, friends. We, We've yeah. talked before. So thanks for talking <laughs> to true. me again as my friend. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. If I ever have a need to replace Keith, which is often, I'll just uh, I'll just give you a call and be like, hey, you want to do another podcast? Keith sucks. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk to you next week about that. And thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for hanging. Uh, that's going to do it for episode two of Minigames Podcast. Um, in the process of making social networks for us. But uh, in the meantime... You can just go to uh, soundcloud.com slash minigamescast. That's where we'll be posting the episodes uh, from now until I decide to pony up money for a domain or something, I guess. But thank you guys for hanging. It's been good. And we'll see you uh, maybe another couple of weeks when we record another episode. I'm going to suplex the shit out of you, Chris. Chris. <laughs>